0: Bogut to the and he jammed it, oh my goodness, blocked by Bogut, the Warriors big man joins our big
1: man, the Andrew Bogut Show with Mr. T,
0: handoff Curry from Jack, feeds Lee, one dribble, over the head, oh. flip to Bogut,
1: Bogut back to Lee, he'll lay it in, that was awesome, that was awesome, two big guys back and forth. Yep, the Warriors big man, and Cambier is big man, and I just tried on new jerseys, and I'm much too much of a big man nowadays to make that jersey look halfway decent. I look like a little yellow marshmallow peep that was injected with steroids and stung by a pack of wasps. It wasn't a pretty look for me, and I'm sure Andrew Bogut will pull off the look much better tomorrow night against the San Antonio Spurs. Andrew, what's going on, man? How are you going? Fantastic. Uh, Brian just played a uh, cut last night, and I loved it. was just so cool to watch the play. I think there's about two minutes left to go in the half where you and and Lee just, it was like tic-tac-toe. It was back and forth, and then back, and then Lee laid it up and in. I mean, that was, that was cool to see two big guys pass the ball like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's something that we're both good at, so I can strengthen it out. And, and, you know, yesterday the ball was moving very well throughout the team, so. Uh, I don't have a lot of my lift at the moment to to try and, you know, score my touch really isn't, isn't as well as I'd like it to be. So I'm trying to do other things to try and affect
1: the game. Where would you say you're at in terms of your left on your jump hooks, getting to the rim? It seemed like you were moving well, blocking shots, and the passing was certainly there, the rebounding. But as far as your explosiveness on the offensive end, where would you put that at?
2: I thought hard would number on it. I mean, some games it feels good, and some games it's a little fatigued. So, just gotta monitor it. I mean, um, most of my shots are fairly short, so just gonna try and focus on maybe um, getting them, getting them there a little, little stronger.
1: Do you feel it at any point during the game or in practice that it's coming back? That it may not be as consistent as you would like, but you can kind of, you kind of see you're moving toward where you'd like to be. Yeah, definitely.
2: That's what we do. It feels really really good. Um some games are a little stiffer. Um, that's just something I'm gonna deal with right now. Um there's gonna be days where it's you know it's a little tighter or when it's you know colder weather or whatever it may be. Um but generally it's, it's been pretty good, but just going to be patient.
0: How how good are you at being patient though? I mean it... Not very good. <laughs> Not very good. So no no better now than you were in, in November?
2: Uh it's definitely yeah definitely better now than it was in November. November the the issue in November was uh, it just wasn't strong enough, and wasn't wasn't ready to push off. You know, so when I had to had to run and then push off to change direction, to um, do some sliding or or running, it, it just it kind of felt like a big uh, a big ankle of jelly. Um, it just didn't gonna fire um, the way it was supposed to, to to let me explode back. So it's doing that right now.
1: You said a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was a, a week ago, I don't know if it was two weeks ago, Andrew, when you were playing, I think it was Houston game at home, and you just basically said at the end of the game, our defense was bleep. And I'm wondering, was that game kind of the uh, the culmination of a road trip where you guys played bad defense and then compounded it by playing bad defense at home? Was there something about that game that's particularly galling? And I'm wondering, what was it that had you so frustrated on the defensive end? I think
2: just the whole team was frustrated. We weren't. We, we weren't really sticking to get into our principles. Um, I think we're, we're relying too much on help defense. You know, me included. I think when you're guarding a guy, um, you got to try and. Your first priority is to try and stop him from scoring. Um, the help, the help defense only come. You know, in an emergency where you, we have really gotten beat. Um, and I think you know a lot of those games we'll just kind of. You know, in in, in a phased phased mode defensively, where guys are just getting to the paint whenever they wanted, and that hurt us. Yesterday, we did a much better job of of keeping their guys and their bigs out of the paint and getting to the spots so where they want to get the ball.
0: Are you? Uh, I I tried to ask this before. Maybe I didn't do it right. Are you better at being patient than you were in November?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> I want it all now. <laughs> I want it all now. Are, um, are you Are you no, ever
0: no. going to be good at that?
2: I doubt it. Maybe when I'm when I'm retired and playing chess with you know in an old people's home somewhere. But um, it, look, it's, it's one of those things where you, you want you I want to, I want to play the way I played you know a couple of years ago before this injury. And unfortunately, you know I think that, that takes time. Um, that's very you know very frustrating for an athlete. But you know, like I said, it's, it's a part of life, and you're going to try and keep pushing through it.
1: Even though last night's game was one out of 182. How important was it to be able to go into the locker room at the end of the game and not have to answer questions about losing, uh, drive home thinking about losing and what you can do, wake up the next day thinking about the same same thing? Just kind of, I've always said that losing streaks are mentally fatiguing because that's all you think about is ways to get better and improve and what you're doing wrong and how you can help. At least you didn't have to think about that last night after the win. How much does that help a team, you think, where you just kind of drop that bag and move on from there?
2: Frustrating time. Um, guys start getting frustrated with each other with practices, and, and from, which is perfectly normal, perfectly you know acceptable. Um, guys start challenging each other more. Guys are generally a little more moody when you when you've lost six straight because the pressure's on and everyone's talking about it. So when, when you can win, it kind of stems those blows. Um, and obviously, you no know, stick to the Suns, but you know, they're not a playoff team this season, and we, we couldn't afford to lose to them, especially at home.
1: You know, watching the game last night, I thought that specifically Steph Curry did a real nice job in the first half penetrating and getting to the paint, and while he's such a great three-point shooter, it helps an offense so much to have a guy that can get to the paint. Even if you shoot the ball and you miss it, it opens up so many passing lanes. It opens up so many offensive rebounding lanes. I mean, penetrating, and I think it helps, and I don't know if you agree with me, Andrew. I think it helps the psyche of a team because I think when you take a lot of jump shots, even if you can make them, you become a little soft, and you become kind of complacent. I think when you drive to the hole, it just makes the whole team aggressive, maybe even defensively as well.
2: Yeah, no doubt about that one. Did um, a great job because once you start you know, um, getting the pain consistently, all those jumpers are going to come. They're going to come in the third or the fourth quarter because you know you're constantly getting the pain. They're going to start helping, and they're going to start leading triple point Um you know, I, I agree. You know, it's when you start out shooting jumpers, start a game. But when you rely on that early, you know, establish a, a pain presence, and it. it definitely can hurt you if you're not making them. Um, but yeah, if we get if we get Steph play those guys to, to attack more, especially early on in games, I think they'll get those open looks more later in games.
0: How important? I hate that that phrase. How important? But do you need win or lose tomorrow night to keep San Antonio? And this is just an arbitrary number, but. Under 100, just to show yourselves that we know how to play defense again and we're playing it consistently.
2: Yeah, that's a nice number for us. Not just in Spurs, but in general, we, I, I truly believe if we keep teams under 100, uh, we're going to score over 100 most nights. So we're going to win the game. Um, you know, the uh, issue for us, for us before this last game was i like, giving up 120, 125, and it's very hard for us, even as good offensively as we are, to score 130, 135. So... We know if we can keep teams to, to, to you just not let them get triple digits, um, we definitely have a high chance of winning.
1: Does it help at all to have a coach that's played in the NBA and has been through these losing streaks? Hell, we were on the Clippers together. We know about losing streaks, a lot of losing streaks at that time. That he knows that it, what you guys are going through. And I, I hate using the word panic because is it is it a good time to. Is it ever a good time to panic? It's never a good time to panic. So of course, it's not time to panic. But when you have a coach that's been through those things, and he knows what you guys are going through, so it's not like he's going to rip you guys. He's going to try to bring attention to what you guys are doing wrong, but stay positive in the same sense.
2: Yeah, he does. He does a great job of it. He understands the ups and the downs. Um, I think some of the young guys still learning that. The NBA season, eighty-two games, if you lose six in a row, you can just as easily win six in a row. Thankfully, we did our work earlier in the season and had a good record going into that losing streak, which didn't hurt us. As much as it probably could have. Um you couldn't have uh, such a good good start as season, but the NBA is a long year. You know, you're gonna have the ups and downs, stay positive, stay with it, and people eventually turn around and I think this is a turning point for
1: us. I'm curious for you, because I I felt this way when I played, Andrew, that one of the toughest games of the year or some of the toughest games of the year were those games where you come back the first home game off of a road trip because you feel like we're home and you relax a little bit and you feel like the crowd can carry you and maybe you don't pay attention to the details that you felt like you had to pay attention to on the road. Did, do you get that feeling that those are tough games that first game back off a long road trip?
2: Yeah, it can be. It can be obviously you're you're disrupted with your um, your sleep patterns also, you know, mm-hmm. you're flying in at all kinds of hours in the morning. You used to you used to play kind of on the road you can play a little more free because you know you've got nothing to lose, um you know, especially going out on the road against good teams when you don't expect it to win. It's always good to go in there and just play free. Uh, when you get home, uh, after a road trip, whether you've won or lost, you always want to win that game, so it has a bit more pressure and are a little more, you know, maybe delayed just because was, you just came back from a, from a long trip. You, you're back to see your friends and your family. You probably go out for dinner and do all those things, and then all of a sudden you've got another game. So you've you got to be careful. team um, goes through it. We're, we're a little different because we're so far out west that the time difference can sometimes play. A little bit of an effect on you, but uh, I guess most guys just try to, you know, look after their bodies
1: off the floor. It definitely helps. Do you have any superstitions?
2: Not really. Um, not really. Yeah,
1: would
0: not you not like really. a couple?
1: <laughs>
2: uh, I think I need more than a couple, considering the injuries I had. I've got a lot of bad <laughs> bad luck, so if you get any good luck, obviously they, they definitely would wouldn't uh, go astray.
1: Okay, I, I didn't know if you decided that it was time to go to the goatee instead of the full beard because the team had been losing, or I just maybe just looked at yourself in the mirror and said, it's time for a shave. No, yeah,
2: it was just, it was just that time. I just got over it. I actually saw some, in um, a coffee shop in uh, Utah, and there were some guys kind of with Amish-type beards, um, and they come up to me and say, oh, wow, you, you know, you've got a beard like us, and they kind of shrew me off, and wanted, a me want to shave my beard. Ended up going home and come back here and shave it straight away because I was like, no, I I don't (laughs) want to be like those guys.
1: I look like you. Somebody give me a blade.
2: Yeah, I'm talking talking like their views were, you know, a good foot off their chin, you know. So when they said that, it kind of gave me a bit of a a morale boost to come home and find a razor.
0: Getting facially shamed in Salt Lake City. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) That is some hard cheese.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do you still keep uh, keep tabs on uh, Utah basketball?
2: I try to. Um, not a good time. Seems to be a, a huge fan because we're struggling a little bit. Yeah. To, to, to the Pac-12 and being in a tough conference now. Um, but they're, they're fighting away. I mean, they're working hard, and we just aren't coming that easily anymore for, for a basketball program of the tradition of, of Utah. But uh, caught up with um, a couple of coaches and a couple of old friends down there, and uh, they stayed staying positive throughout.
1: Hey, how much did it help your conditioning playing at altitude, when you came down to sea level,
2: um, just now? Or you mean just now? When running? you were
1: playing in Utah and you were consistently training in Utah, and then no, when you play at sea level, did you feel like you could run all day?
2: Um, not so much that. I think the opposite effect. Well, when we had we had teams come into Salt Lake, that would yeah. last by you know the first six or seven minutes. Um, as far as going down, you don't notice it too much. It mm-hmm. definitely helps a little bit, but you definitely notice you know teams. Like I think we played LSU my sophomore year. And they had big be and I still remember they, um, they had to move from the main court to an alternate court. And at the Huntsman Center in Utah, you have to run up a front kind of a ramp. Um, and a trainer that was helping them out that day, one of the assistant trainers, trainer said they, they barely made it up the ramp. They'll puff <laughs> and puff and ask for oxygen. So you, you can definitely, definitely notice it.
1: Well, I remember somebody told me, they said, oh, it's just, it's mental. It's mental. I go, well, it's not uh, mental. It's 5,000 feet. There's less, less oxygen up there. It's not mental. My lungs burning right now are not mental. I mean, if you're not ready for it. It'll knock you for a loop.
2: Oh, it's definitely not mental. Like we uh, for preseason, we used to go up and actually run in the mountains in Salt Lake for another thousand feet, and it, it, you know you have guys throwing up and guys doing all kinds of things and huffing and puffing. And it's great training, great conditioning, but it's, it, it is definitely tough.
1: Andrew, as always, a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, congratulations on the win last night. Best of luck tomorrow night against the San Antonio Spurs. You get to unveil the new jerseys tomorrow night. Yeah, it should be fun. They'd be uh, <laughs> too hard on us. Ray enjoys the jerseys a lot, Andrew. As you can tell. Yeah, don't be too hard on us. Just
2: be, uh, be nice.
0: As well, like, no, as, no, no as it's as not. You didn't design the jersey. You guys are on scholarship.
2: Hey, but you know if they if they make you know if I had the time the NBA says you got to wear hard shells and tutus I'd wear those two if, if they pay the bills. You know you can't really uh, every 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 business in the world every employee in the world has a dress code. Um, so if, if they if they bring something new out you know you got to you got to kind of be
0: one with it. Guess maybe what? They, maybe they brought out a yellow fez.
1: Every jersey looks better with a win that I can guarantee you.
0: Exactly right. So fingers crossed.
1: Absolutely. Hey, best of luck tomorrow night, Andrew. We'll talk to you again next week, man. All right, take it easy. Andrew Bogut, I love that.